Welcome to another episode of Sub Tours. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. Hi, Mai. I'm still not used to that. I'm still so not used to that. I'm still not used to that. It's like this whole other person that we're co-hosting with. It's different. It's different when when we're recording. Yeah, but when the record button isn't on, you're always like, Mai, 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 Mai. Yeah. The year before was a lie. Yes, it was. There's like this mental state of mind that we, Misha and I both have that you're MJ when we record. And it's like… Just like when you're used to it. <laughs> yeah. I had to get used to it before we started recording. Now I have to get used to calling you my… <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can ask Antoinette if we have the budget like to go back and dub every single instance of MJ into Mai now. Just to make life easier and consistent. Yeah, well, we can do that after. First up, we're going to be talking about the first big superhero show of 2022. I cannot believe it's 2022. If you haven't seen our best and worst and meh of 2021, please check out and our meh. previous episode. <laughs> Today, we are talking about our first big superhero entry for the year and it is not for the first time in a long time an MCU entry. Yay! Do you really want to really do that? <laughs> and cue the music. Do you really want to do that? Okay. <laughs> wrong song. Wrong song. No, no, no. no. Our, our theme song. That's, we don't have the rights to that. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, so how are you guys? Sorry. <laughs> are we still on that? I can't. It's, she it's so still catchy. Is. It's so goddamn catchy. Okay. I swear to God. The, the, okay, this is the one show that I watch the OBB every single time. I normally skip it. Normally mm-hmm. skip it. Yep. So what are we but, talking about? Okay, today we are going to be talking about Peacemaker, the new spin-off TV show starring John Cena based on his character that was introduced in last year's The Suicide Squad. You can hear our episode. It's also up on our Spotify channel. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to shamelessly plug the shit out of it. Yeah. We talked about The Suicide Squad. We had so much fun with that. Check it out when you guys have a chance. Okay, so… Apparently, when James Gunn was finishing up work on The Suicide Squad, he'd already written down an outline for the first season of what became the Peacemaker TV show, brought to us by by our friends at Warner Brothers TV, who gave us an early look. Thank you so much. Thank you, Warner Brothers. We got this just after Christmas. We weren't allowed to talk about it, but the show is coming out this week, so… Now, we can finally dive into the insanity that is Peacemaker. What did you guys think? Well, it has everything I loved about Suicide Squad. Maybe except for Idris Elba. But, you know. um, (laughs) Priorities? (laughs) But it is like the perfect follow-up. It has the same edgy humor, same wit and charm. And, you know, John Cena just doing his thing, going crazy. And I absolutely loved it. I was cackling within the first few seconds and probably all throughout the episodes that we were able to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Like, I think in my opinion, it was more of like, it was still as outrageous as the Suicide Squad was, but more grounded in a way. Yeah. It's a really great, you know, it's, it's really, it's a really great character study of Peacemaker and how fucked up he really is. 
Yeah. It's so weird that you said character study, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, it like, does. When, when, it when does. You watch, when you watch the Suicide Squad, you know, they're all these crazy heightened cartoon characters that could never <laughs> exist in the real world. But now when you see this crazy hyper-violent lover of peace like John Cena, <laughs> who is John, played by John Cena, going back to his childhood roots… And you see that he's still walking around his small town in that stupid red and white outfit. And the things that he gets up to, you know, it it, it makes it even it makes it look even more ridiculous. And I'm glad that he was up to the challenge of showing that. Yeah. Dude, he was going to press conferences and, and you know, all these promotional meetings in his full costume during the Suicide Squad. You <laughs> yes, you know that he was really up for the challenge. I think he loved that suit so much. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if in the Suicide Squad you felt that he was already absolutely perfect for the role, mm-hmm. after seeing Peacemaker, you're like, there is absolutely nobody on this planet who could play it the same way he did. He uh, he has I, amazing I, comic timing. Super, super. I, I, it's, I'm not sure if that's the training he had as a wrestler because he was great at ad lib. Yeah, I, and the commitment. I think it's just like the 100% yes. the commitment yes. to the character. And yeah. It seems totally, like, totally. It seems like John Cena… It's not that he takes the role so seriously, mm-hmm. but it's it's more of he just really embodies it so perfectly that you cannot actually separate the two anymore. It's just that <laughs> uh, perfection. He's perfection. this mis- He's this really violent, misguided sweetheart pining for acceptance. I <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's just a, such like, an odd collection of words to describe Peacemaker. Yeah, sure. And apparently he, he stopped maturing around 1988. But you know, <laughs> there's reasons for that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <clears throat> okay. So for those of you guys who are thinking of checking out the show… It yes, do it! Picks, it picks up. <laughs> It's on. It's gonna be on HBO Go, HBO Max, the rest of the world, and it's got Peacemaker picking up where we left off at the end of the Suicide Squad, where he'd been shot, a building had fallen on him, and we catch up with him in the hospital where he's being recruited <laughs> for another dangerous mission with another. Okay. Let's call them the Suicide Squad light. We 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 have my laughing. Can you explain to us why you're? Please share with the class. <laughs> She's laughing so much. I wonder what she thought about. Because like, it, it had me at, at the first few seconds. Literally the first <laughs> few seconds when he's at the hospital mm-hmm. and he's being shown his x-ray by the doctor saying, Oh, you, you're really lucky because like oh, all this shit happened to you. But you, you know, you only got this injury, this injury and showing him an x-ray. And he goes, Doc, can you please up the contrast so I can see my muscles? <laughs> so, oh my God. Of course, he delivers it better. Just watch it. I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, first line is, pa lang parang putang ina. The thing is, we can say any of his lines and people would still be laughing their asses off if they actually watched John Cena do it. Because it's just… Iba, iba talaga eh. iba yung, like, the way he delivers it, the timing of it, it mm-hmm. it's just something. It, it's really something. So, something you said earlier, Anjo, I think was kind of interesting in that… You said that maybe it comes from his wrestling training that that helps with his timing, his improv, his reactions. I think to a point maybe, but you know, we've seen lots of wrestlers who've tried to become actors and it doesn't always end up well. There are just two of them who have this down pat, I believe. Because 
and they're both really successful in their acting mm-hmm. careers. I think there's no, I think you know who I'm talking about. You know, being The Rock, being the other wrestler, being this successful. But The Rock has done comedies, but it's just different when John Cena. It, it, the comedy that John Cena does is very different from the comedy that The Rock does. Yeah, yeah. Like, and The Rock is always in some sort of jungle for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, why but is there's that? Just, there's just I some, don't know. There's this thing that John Cena can do where he he's not afraid to ridicule himself. Yes, he yes. commits exactly what Mayi said. He like, will commit he, 150%. Yeah, like, and, The Rock will do it, but then it's just different. And the, the, on the level that John Cena does it, it's just so different. Like, it's so self-deprecating. It is really self-deprecating to a point that it's not that he does… It's like he's okay with looking stupid, but mm-hmm. I feel like for him, the stupider he looks, it just works <laughs> for him even better. The stupider he is or the whatever. The dumber he is, the is. more yeah. charming he becomes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, James Gunn writes and directs the first episode. He writes pretty much all of them moving forward. And right off the bat, exactly what Mai said, you see what kind of humor you're in for. If you remember that discussion he had with Bloodsport about a beach full of dicks in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of that. But somehow more. it's more grounded because of the people that he's surrounded with in this one. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? What did you guys think about his <laughs> his supporting players? Oh, I love them. Um the banter was great. Uh it's 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 one of those moments where you know how when you watch an Aaron Sorkin movie and for some reason everybody just talks really smart and really fast. In this case, like everybody's so fucking sarcastic and witty, <laughs> yes. but it's okay. It like totally works cuz like all, all the punchlines and all the lines they throw at each other. It's also just so fast. And, you know, it's, you really got to keep up with whatever they're throwing at each other. Whether it's insult, sarcasm, or like some completely out of the box or random comment. Which will just make you like, huh? What I like about this, the supporting cast also, or the cast of characters in general, is that they're all supposed to be highly capable, highly intelligent secret agents you know they're supposed to be like some government agents who are do who are doing black ops they're supposedly a very dangerous unit yet they're so petty yes petty they're so right. petty and dysfunctional yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely and that alone is worth watching how yes. they interact with each other not even with peacemaker but with each other it's already comedy gold because you have you have the cast um like daniel brooks who played tasty in orange is the new black she's amazing in this show yes. oh, yeah. she's really she's funny she's so likable here Leota, she yeah. is. she's so charismatic and it's so different mm-hmm, from her mm-hmm. role in orange is the new black yes yes, yes. And, and she 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 adds this level of naivete to the to the characters yes. like everybody's like all so dark and um <laughs> jaded but she's always the one thinking the uh, she's always the one who's looking at the bright side of things. Like, oh no, maybe he's a good guy. Maybe mm-hmm. you know this will work out. She is yep. like the ray of sunshine over there, like a really awkward ray of sunshine, but still. Honestly, I would not have chosen her to be the rookie agent, but in this case, she's she just does a really good job, mm-hmm. and especially as someone who's trying to balance her responsibilities also as a wife and a mom of fur babies. Yeah, you know, fur babies, the fur babies. But, you know, she finds herself drawn into this crazy, hyper-violent world with, you know, psycho killers and (laughs) blood and guts and all that. And she takes to it very well. 
<laughs> and the most relatable thing, she did it because her mom told her so. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting how well adjusted she is considering she's a rookie. I laughed right? when they said that she was just supposed to be a temp. It was only supposed to be for like two, three months. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got deep into it. Mm-hmm. Other like, than oh. that, other than Daniel Brooks, the the one surprise from you is Freddie Stroma. Freddie Stroma, I Freddy did not. Freddie Stroma, yes. Fre- Freddie Stroma, otherwise known as Adrian Chase, otherwise known as Vigilante. I did not expect this from him. Like, if you go, if you guys don't remember who Freddie Stroma was, he was Cormac McLaggen from the sixth Harry Potter movie. The one, <laughs> the one was, um, the one who's macking on Hermione Granger. Uh, that bastard. Yeah, that douche Gryffindor student. Yeah, that was Cormac <laughs> McLaggen. And then you see him here, it's like, what the hell? Who the here? He's oh just my- this awkward, gangly. Psychopath, <laughs> but he was lovable. He's no, sorry, he's lovable. Yes, he is, and he is completely unhinged. I, he yes. does crazy eyes so well, but at the same time, you're not like scared of the crazy eyes. You laugh at it, maybe be a little bit scared, but still mm-hmm. laugh afterwards. Totally, yeah, and you kind of totally. want to see more of it. Yeah, or is that just me? And how absolutely attached he is to Peacemaker and how he follows him around like a little puppy dog. Like, we're best friends! We're best friends! <laughs> he's like, he's like the kid brother who wants to he hang is, out with his school. He absolutely is. And let's not forget Jennifer Holland who is also in this. She was um, actually… She had a bit part. Jennifer Holland and Steve Agee. They were um, employees of Amanda Waller, the founder of the Suicide Squad. And… Because they were among those who betrayed her at the end of that movie. They got punished by babysitting Peacemaker in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good punishment if you ask me. It's like, oh shit. They got to babysit this If, if you were meat. them though, would that be… A, uh, okay, so yeah, that's a very different frame of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you would want to hang out with John Cena any given occasion. But of course, Anjo would. Because like John <laughs> Cena spent the entire first episode in his underwear. No, not, not when he's this crazy racist <laughs> psycho killer guy. He's well, not a racist. His not dad racist. is the racist. He's just a mis. Again, he's just a misguided right, right. puppy dog. Who and, can kill people? And like he just he just genuinely doesn't know how offensive whatever he's saying is. He's <laughs> he like, really, hey, sweet cheeks. He has no idea. <laughs> like the women are like, uh, <laughs> what? It's not offensive. Oh my it's god, that's one... it's a compliment. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, bro. Let's not get to sugar tits. Not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh. But then there's somebody who's even more offensive than the whole lot of them combined. And that is Robert Patrick, who plays Peacemaker's father in this oh, one. Oh, God. And Robert Patrick, of course, we know him as the bad guy in Terminator the 2. T-1000. Mm-hmm. He's still creepy, except now he looks like he's melting. The liquid metal is melting on him. That's accurate, though. It's he's old he does and look scary. Like, he's like his eyes get smaller and his cheeks get lower as the years go by. Well, I guess it works for here because he's fucking scary. Like, yes, I would is. not want to have a father like that. No, so, no, 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 no. Like, you completely understand. Like, not even getting into the story that much. But now you understand why Peacemaker has these issues of wanting mm-hmm. to put up this macho douchebag front. Yes. Because he has daddy issues. <laughs> Ta-da! Absolutely. I mean, like everybody else in the Suicide Squad who had daddy issues. Like Bloodsport, where his oh dad God. trapped him in a room with hungry rats. Or uh, Ratcatcher 2, who um, her dad, you know, died. Because he was Taika Waititi. 
that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's talk about the first episode because I really enjoyed how it established that John Cena was still the same douchebag, but it added more layers by showing us how he would work in you know let's face it the semi real world because uh. in the Suicide Squad movie they were men on a mission you know they were out of their element they were all fish out of water but now we're seeing him on the streets of small town America. And he's making no effort to blend in whatsoever. Nope. I, I think John Cena as a character in Peacemaker or Peacemaker as a character is just generally a fish out of water anywhere he goes. <laughs> I yeah. love him. He's, he's the guy who will murder as many men, women, and women children. And children for as peace. it will take to achieve peace. <laughs> what a tagline. Yeah, twisted. Well, the pilot is actually my favorite episode of uh, what we were able to watch because it really set the tone so perfectly. The humor is there. The events unfold. And you also get a little glimpse of whatever issues he has, which will be unveiled later on. So even down to like, we all know that he's an eccentric, dense douchebag. But what I love most about how this actually gives you a really, a, a big zoom in on his character. And like we said, he has daddy issues. And you can see from just the first episode that he's constantly seeking his father's approval, which totally explains why he's the way he is. Like he, he, we totally would have accepted it if he is a deluded asswipe just because he embodies it so well. But the added extra layer to it was the cherry on top for me. I agreed. I agreed. I, I, it's like I mentioned earlier, this is, I can't believe I'm using the word character study for Peacemaker, <laughs> but it essentially is because I totally agree with you that watching each and every episode is like pe peeling layers of an onion. In the first episode, the pilot alone just kind of piqued my interest. Like, what made this guy so fucked up? And why is he like this? Why does he constantly want approval from mm -hmm. who? You know, he just uh, he just constantly was trying to get feel like he wanted to be accepted by whatever group he was he belonged or he was with or he was running with. Yeah, it's just it's just quite fascinating, you know. And it's quite I like the contrast with the character of of somebody who's blood soaked and violent yet innocent in a certain way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, like, I like that whole contradiction with the character of Peacemaker. And it's interesting how he deals with people around him and them trying to teach him what's appropriate, what's not, how the real world works. And he's kind of like immune to it. <laughs> actually, that's like something that, He's so fucking dense. That is something actually that I, I, I really enjoyed, honestly. Um… As the different characters tried to soften him up. I mean, they weren't trying to like change who he was. They were just trying to make him see that maybe there's a better way. They weren't like <laughs> dismissing him right off the bat. They these were they could have been so much meaner, is what I'm saying, but they were all so nice to him. Mm, kind of. Even kind even of? even what's her face? Even um 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 Jennifer Holland, who was Hardcore. playing. Yeah, Hardcore. she was she the, the 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 tough one, right? Mm -hmm. She blew him off the first time, but later on, even she softens up. You know, she's the one who made their group chat. <laughs> that was so adorable. Can I just right? Say, she like, made a group WhatsApp chat. group for them. It's like it's like something that it's a very current way of saying that we have something in common. That mm -hmm. we have a bond. Yes, Hanoi Rock, but. Yes. <laughs> 
and speaking of you know stuff like Hanoi Rock, I mean honestly, there are the the entire soundtrack. If you've seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies by James Gunn, you know this man knows how to pick a soundtrack. And yeah, with he does. Peacemaker, he has a very specific genre: <laughs> 80s hair band, <laughs> 80s <laughs> arena hair metal. I know it's like glam. <laughs> it's like uh. Sorry, never mind. Wala, wala na contribute don. It's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, like there's like a bit where you know he shows he's trying to get hardcore to choose what they're gonna be listening to in the car, and she looks at the album cover. She's like, "Are those supposed to be men?" <laughs> Hair metal, guys. Come on, <laughs> the era spoke for itself. And it speaks gives, for itself. It gives the scenes so much energy in a way that you don't really hear that kind of musical scoring in a lot of movies yeah. these days anymore. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, you have the traditional instrumentals or what whatever or you know maybe a pop song or two, but this is mm, cherry on top. It just fits the character so well. It gives just the right amount of energy, and if you know the song, ten out of ten times you're gonna sing along. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's it's high energy, like high energy, high impact, crash cymbals and guitar, and you know, distorted guitar riffs and guitar solos. You know what? It's it's not subtle, and it totally fits Peacemaker. As in, ang ingay. <laughs> there's there's a way to describe. Ang ingay talaga nung soundtrack niya, but Pero it masaya. just works. But it it works so well. It just perfectly encapsulates how absolutely chaotic this show is and the main character. In fact, uh, James Gunn actually posted a playlist on Spotify dedicated to Peacemaker. Initially, it only had three tracks and then he was going to be adding to it as each episode is, is dropped. But I don't think he could wait. He just he just dropped everything already. <laughs> <laughs> There's 17 tracks in there at this point. Makes sense. <laughs> I feel like and let's, let's, just, just, get, let's totally just give it to the fans. <laughs> Absolutely. And he should be proud of all of those music choices because they were great. Like if there's if there's something you can't keep to yourself, then just like share it with the world because it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I appreciated about this was that um, if you watch Suicide Squad, you'll notice that for a lot of the film that um, John Cena is competing with Idris Elba um, to be alpha male <laughs> of, the, of the team, right? <laughs> so one of the best parts of that movie. I mean, like dicks on the beach, palang you you knew you <laughs> knew. Crash gestures to each other, like the jack off hands and like throwing the <laughs> throwing the thing at Idris right. Elba. But in this movie, because he is supposed to be the most experienced, the most most ruthless, he's supposed to be the badassest badass. He's the one who's always charging in first and trying to be the hero. It doesn't always end well for him, honestly. Nope. Nope. Especially in that first episode where he picks up a girl at the bar. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. You have to describe the hairstyle of the oh girl. Oh my god. She looked like <laughs> she looked like David Spade in Joe Dirt. That's what she looked oh like. Oh my god. How, uh, or you she could just say Joe Exotic. Oh my god. Can I yeah, she just looked like straight up trailer trash. I'm sorry, there's no other word for it. <laughs> there's no other word. That's what they're going for. But you know, that's exactly, you know, what he was. He said, "They somebody says it. He's been in prison for four years. He'll do anything at this point. So, <laughs> and he did. You know, he was screaming freedom. He was oh really going for god. it. Oh my god! And one thing leads to another. Next thing we know, that girl from the bar is trying to murder him. 
And it is glorious. It is absolutely glorious. Before the whole murder thing comes up, of course, they sleep together, have wild crazy sex to 80s music probably in the background. <laughs> Freedom! And wild, wild. And, wild and loud wild. crazy sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. And afterwards, mm. when the chick's brushing her teeth, he proceeds <laughs> to put on a vinyl track, one of her awesome, you know, at least a good thing about this girl is that she has good taste in music. At least the same taste of music as him. He put Even on to the point that voice. He, and, and to the point that he ends up stealing a lot of her music <laughs> while trying to get away. He but, wasted so much time choosing records. Exactly. And he <laughs> and dances to this he dances to this 80s rock in his <laughs> underwear. As <laughs> as Idris Elba put it in the Suicide Squad, your tiny whiteies. <laughs> to, to be fair, she also was trying to kill him in her underwear. So they they, they were quits. Yeah, they were quits, but that was like so Glorious. That, so violent. That and scene was just nuts. Like it was one so of much the most, skin. <laughs> and so much skin. Yes. One of, it was probably one of the most violent things I've ever seen in the in a t- on a TV show. It was also one of the most hilarious things because you see this tiny lady throwing this huge dude around. <laughs> like, or, I, or, at, or when at some point a vibrator is used as a weapon. <laughs> But before yes. that, he was using it as a microphone to sing along to the choir boys. <laughs> I, I, I was watching. I saw that, I, I was like, what the fuck? Wait, I know what that is. What the fuck? W- it's I, a I was, massager, a personal massager. <laughs> yeah, but most of the time, those things massage something very personal. Don't Hence, judge. Personal no kink, massager. No kink shaming. You know, personal no, has no, many no definitions. Shaming. I mean, you're trying to survive too. No, no survival shaming. Use anything as a weapon. You know, like the funny thing is, bam, bam. You know, the funny thing is, I wonder what setting what it was on. Hi, blood force trauma. (laughs) Peacemaker, he has no superpowers other than this utter and complete belief in himself and the fact that he's built like John Cena. Those are his only superpowers. Mm -hmm. And but, 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 but. I think one of my favorite bits from the first episode was just seeing him jump from one balcony to the next and failing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Failing I, all the way. You know, you're used to seeing superheroes I, jumping and, you know, defying gravity or being acrobats. You know, Peacemaker is absolutely not graceful. You know the, the whole superhero landing thing? Not uh-huh. happening. Nope, nope, not here. Nope, but not at all. Not here. Talking about that scene, that made me physically, that made my body physically hurt watching that scene. Every like time. the whole time, I felt it in my bones. I felt the impact in my bones. So like, and, yeah. and you know how when you when they cut to the other characters seeing this uh, this, <laughs> this idiot, yeah, it's like you cut to Harcourt and um and uh, Leota seeing how he so ungracefully falls on each floor, on each balcony. And the reactions, those are literally your reactions too. Because uh, most of the time when that happens in a movie, you're like, eh. But here you are with no. them and being like, it ah! is, This has been one of the most painful things I've seen. It is even more painful than he was being stabbed by the chick That's earlier. true. Being stabbed, we accept that kind of thing. Because, you know, you can't control being stabbed. Somebody's trying to kill you. But you can't control the way you land when you jump off a balcony. And he does not know how to jump off a balcony. But the thing is, this idiot is Johnny Bravo. That's who he is. That's who John. That's who Peacemaker is. He's Johnny Bravo. He thinks he's hot shit, but he doesn't know he's a dork. So he kept getting up 
and jumping to the next balcony and getting <laughs> hurt every single time. It was amazing. <sighs> Dork. It was perfect because I remember John Cena describing him for, as a promotion for the Suicide Squad as a douchebag Captain America. And it's true. <laughs> he has a pet eagle named Eagly. Eagly! Eagly is the I would say I would best. say he steals the show. The I fucking love Eagly. I love Eagly. It's so, so stupid. You have an eagle named Eagly. You have a dog you named, have a do- named Doggy. Doggy. Or wait, wait, wait. Do you have a daughter named Doddery? <laughs> <laughs> but he's so cute though. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's like a puppy. He's like a dog. But he just wants to make beak. him master feel better. I know. And he hugs him. He <laughs> hugs Peacemaker. And he's like, Dad, Dad, he's hugging me. Oh my God, take a picture. <laughs> His dad just walks away in disapproval. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have been seeing a lot of superhero shows over the last, I'm even going to say like five years at this point. You know, we've had on the DC side, you've got Flash, you've got Supergirl, you've got Arrow and all the others. On the Marvel side, they just started up their MCU proper with WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier. We just finished Hawkeye. What, what? Where do you think this one stacks? What What makes it stand out? Because we've seen so many of these shows. What What makes this one different? It's the my fucking it's the, favorite. The, the <laughs> fact, yeah, the fact that it's the dumbest shit ever, and James Gunn overindulged himself making this show, but it's still amazing. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's we call we say it's so stupid because it's stupid fun. But actually, I'm sure it takes a lot of brains oh, to yeah. really write oh, yeah. how yeah. Oh, how definitely. sharp this script is. Like the, the the characters and their situations are fucking stupid, but it's actually genius <laughs> how this is written. And yep. this is totally probably agree. the most violent one out of all of the, the the shows you've mentioned. One of one of the most. Um, uh, with blood and gore wise, but just the sheer profanity and how the humor is not afraid to like go it's, places. It it makes woke quote unquote woke jokes or it makes fun of of like anything anything that might be considered like touchy at without being offensive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's absolutely yeah. absolutely. They have comes- a lot of jokes where it's probably poking fun at something that. Not really poking. Wait, let me let me let me repeat that. Addressing maybe. Yeah, they they make jokes out of topics that are usually skirted over or tiptoed over, like probably like racism, sexism, like many of those things that you probably would want to approach with caution, but just like makes a killer punchline. So a lot of shows don't have the the the. I don't want to say balls because I want to go for like… <laughs> they, they, they don't have the guts to actually go there humor-wise. Or maybe 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 it's just it's James Gunn writing. James Gunn's writing. Because understanding James Gunn's work, he kind of has this thing for subverting certain genres or certain… You know, like the superhero genres. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. One of the most dysfunctional themes in the mm-hmm. MCU. Or probably the most dysfunctional theme in the MCU. And then he proceeds to make the Suicide Squad another bumbling and dysfunctional team, yet they're somehow a family. And then Peacemaker. <laughs> and it just, you know, it just shatters all expectations as to what a superhero should be like. You have a douchebag, stupid, dense, unaware guy 
as your main hero or Johnny most Bravo. lethal member, Johnny Bravo, <laughs> as Johnny a superhero, Bravo. and and it's just his his wit, and you know, I, I agree. Like instead of skirting over these topics, they, he attacks it head on, talks yep. about it straight on, straight, and just makes makes fun of it, and yet it's not offensive because of how how the characters are so well written, and and it props to the actors for for. For also being able to bring it out of their characters. Remember how I said earlier that the side characters that Peacemaker is working with, the agents that Peacemaker is working with to go on this dead big mission to save the world, how they have different levels of patience with him. But at the end of the day, they all want to make him, they all want him to realize that he can be better than, that there's a better way than the way he does things and then the way he sees things. What I liked about Peacemaker here, because he's not in competition with Idris Elba, because let's face it, Idris Elba would make anybody insecure. Here, um, he makes me feel different things, but not insecure. Fair enough. Watch cats. <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> so what what we have here is it it it's, it it adds another layer to him in that he doesn't shut them out immediately. He's not immediately dismissive. Just as they don't give up on him, he is not close to their efforts to try and get through to him. And I like that. And that's why when when Harcourt makes their WhatsApp group, you know, you're happy for all these people. They are now friends. Yeah, because it all started so turbulently. They yeah. were like, they were like insulting each other left mm-hmm. and right. It's just so dysfunctional. <laughs> but just that moment, it's just so satisfying when they finally, uh, you know, be friends and work it, as it, a team. It, it, Flowery it just, words. Hard, it was just hard to believe that they'd be successful but, uh, as a team. At the end of the day, blood and guts bring people together. And that, that, that brings True. me to something that I'd like to discuss with you True guys. Enough. This had a lot of blood and guts. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yeah. I think I haven't seen this much blood and guts on a TV show since Ash vs. the Evil Dead. But that was on Stars, So they could do blood and guts but up that's the stars. And they, had, yeah, they did Spartacus. And, and how else would you do Evil Dead on TV? But here, mm-hmm. this is a mainstream superhero show. On HBO Go. I know, and it was great. It was that's why you know, the, the amount. You, okay, you even see like an uncensored vajayj. Ah, yes. At yeah. some point, and there's so, boobs. There's boobs all over this thing because Peacemaker yeah, we, really sleep with anything. There was Game of Thrones, so boobs are a new thing for HBO shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah but true. the last boobs you saw John Cena around were Amy Schumer's. Oh God. Oh. That's a good movie though. That was a good freaking movie. That was hilarious. That was what actually made me think that John Cena was a great actor. He was also playing airhead alpha male in that one. Oh, he just plays yes. it really well then. airhead alpha male. There you go. But yeah, there are things here that we never would see in an actual DC movie, I think. And a lot of that would, I think, is a, can, we can attribute directly to James Gunn. Because this guy started out working on B-movies for trauma. Where they just, you know, they had nudity, they had blood, they had gore, they had like super, super B-level acting, and they knew how to make movies from from scratch. And that's why I liked it when he brought that subversive um, sensibility to the mainstream. And now it looks like he's going to be doing it to, on TV as well. Yay! Looking forward to it. And I think it's about time we kind of get that satisfyingly gory or crass content, especially if that's your kind of humor. Because you got to admit, the the Disney slash Marvel releases have been pretty wholesome up to this point. So 
it really caters to people of this kind of humor. And I can see how polarizing it might be for people who actually prefer the more sanitized kind of humor. But, you know, there's something for everybody. And uh, this just… It, it's it's a great show for terrible people. Like <laughs> it, you know, it, it's quite refreshing, you know. Like, it's not family-oriented. No. Or no, is not it? Not watch this with the kids. Do yeah. not. It, it's really not. It's really not family-oriented. It's just… Quite Unless you want to them see. to grow up to be awesome kids. Yes. Uh, but, uh, sure. I, I, just, With <laughs> the right parental guidance, sure. There's just um there's just something about it that you know there's a certain charm. I, I can't believe I'm associating this show with the word charm, but there is a charm to this show. And it's quite dark. It I, is. I, I, something that um something that happens on the lesser Marvel shows. I'm looking at you, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um <laughs> Something that happens so, with it's these the only shows. lesser Marvel show. No, no, no. But you know, something that happens with them is they're so constrained, but what they can or can't do because of the, what the movies will be setting up. So they can only have these little adventures here. I did not get that sense from Peacemaker. I felt James Gunn was just throwing everything at the wall. He was not holding back, and I think that's what I appreciated about it because I didn't need to know the last twenty-five Marvel movies to understand what was going on. I didn't need to consider where this thing fits in the bigger tapestry of the overall universe. I could just enjoy this for this. And yeah. I, I yes. enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, I agree. Even totally if you've agree. never seen Suicide Squad, it's funny. Yes. It's fine. And the stakes are actually pretty high. Because mm-hmm. usually when you look at the some, um, some big cinematic universe that started off as movies, and then when you zoom into the TV series, probably the stakes aren't as high as what happens in the overall story arc. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. it's totally fine here and you can actually feel the urgency of whatever mission they end up trying to uh, fulfill. But it still feels like a big deal. And it's still explosive. It's still world-shattering in a way. And they just… How they get there is just… Ridiculous, but <laughs> they get there. At least it's, they get there. Probably it, not in one piece. Maybe with a really beat up car if it's a whole journey. It, it's, but they're they get there. And it's you know, it's really, the journey, not the destination, as they it's say. It's just really funny because I'm not sure if I found the urgency of their situation. You know, be, be, was because of them being a bumbling lot compared to how the Winter Soldier was. But I did feel the urgency in Peacemaker more than I did in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, let's, let's do the last part of the program. Let's talk a little bit about spoilers. If you've come this far, we hope you guys check it out. But now we're going to talk about some specific plot points before we round this off. So I want to ask you guys, I mean, <clears throat> did you see where this thing was going when they first brought him on? We're talking about a series where they fought, you know, a hundred foot starfish. So when they hired him for this new job to go after butterflies, what were you thinking? <laughs> what the hell are butterflies? I feel like at some point we were as clueless as uh, Peacemaker was because they they did they did not explain to him what the mission is. <laughs> They're just like, oh, just tag along, do what we say, and that's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And they always like try to avoid explaining to him what he's really up against, and this actually frustrates him to the point that you know he starts 
uh, questioning things. Questioning, questioning them. authority. He, yeah, he doesn't trust them as much, which will also which will make the unity somewhere towards the end even more rewarding. But it's like, yeah, where the fuck is this going? What the fuck is a butterfly? Like, oh, what what the fuck did this creepy one night stand chick? What is she? What is she? What the hell? Why is she super strong? Why can't she throw a six foot dude who's like who's massive through walls? Why can't she jump out of a building and not have a problem like this idiot? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, where are we going with this? But, I, I, you know, it, the reveals I, per episode are actually just like enough to get you curious and invested because you don't know what the fuck is going on as well. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's just, uh, I think it's just very well written how they tease the audience and keep you guessing. As to, you know, You're just engaged the entire time. Like, I, I've been trying to to… To binge it, but you know, like, but I could. I've been trying to binge it, you know, but because of my internet, I couldn't. But, <laughs> but it's just, it's just, um, it's just really fun. It's just really fun trying to see Peacemaker deal with the stuff that are happening around him. <laughs> I thought trying yeah. to see Peacemaker with your internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. Also, it, that, that's I'm not sorry, really fun. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not fun. That, that's not fun at all. But um, it it has it also has this well-written plot in a sense that there are multiple things that um, Peacemaker has to tackle. So there's this main mission and also there's this little side quest. Of, side quest. <laughs> yeah, side quest of it is. how to deal with his dad. Because like he got daddy issues <laughs> and for some reason, one of his stupid teammates decides to like frame his freaking father into like making Peacemaker get away with the murder of this crazy chick. I don't even… Like it's it's so stupid how they… Why do you frame his father when you can no, literally… Like, like, think of anyone else. Think of I anyone like else. It's, and, it's the tech guy who's like, I don't know. I was just lazy. I just put his dad. It Jesus. could literally have been anyone else. Which John Cena eventually elaborates later on and gives so many interesting names. Amy Winehouse. <laughs> BTS. Oh, God. Anybody, literally anybody. So they also have to deal with his super racist, psycho, evil villain <laughs> dad. And he tackles his issues within himself and, and his upbringing to finally be able to like be at peace with himself, his friends, and on to whatever big mission with giant butterflies and creepy like little creatures. <laughs> what else is was good about this show is that much of the spotlight was a peacemaker, but then everybody else has a you know has a story arc that 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 eventually culminates in a in a in a, in a good conclusion for them via the group chat. But you, you know, it's quite interesting how they all kind of grow in a way to accept him or kind of like form a relationship with a guy you wouldn't think you'd have a relationship with. You know, being that he's a dick, but then you have. It'll maybe, maybe, except if you're not, if you're vigilante, maybe you're just really, <laughs> you're just there. Huge, you're just there. You're just a huge fan up. of Peacemaker. But, um, you know, but it's just interesting. Yeah, the the show um, does the usual superhero thing of putting um, post credit scenes, but unlike the ones that you're probably used to in Marvel movies or even in some of the DCEU entries, they're not necessarily teasing what's coming up. The post credits. Scenes here are extensions of existing scenes. So if you want to see John Cena just 
rant even more names about other possible people that his <laughs> that his friend could have framed. Please, please stay for the end credits. It's always worth it. I swear. Every episode has one. Mm-hmm. Um, our friends at Just Warner Brothers TV sent us over the first seven episodes of an eight-episode first season. I don't know where this is going. What are you guys hoping that we'll get out of that season finale? I, I, I I'm go. sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't. I don't know really quite what to expect but I know I'm just gonna have fun with it because that's what pretty much the whole show was for me it's like I don't know what to expect with every episode it's just like okay it's balls you know balls out balls on balls to the wall fun so that's what I'm expecting uh, I don't really want to say much I don't really want try I don't really, really want to try to explain anything it's just I'm just expecting to have fun with this um, for me, as long as you have a whole lot of violence, which I was very satisfied with throughout the show, mm-hmm. uh, as long as we have awesome rock music to go with whatever climactic ending that it's gonna have, hell yeah! Give me witty banter, like some some back and forth, maybe some insults thrown at each other Dark in humor. a in a in a in a lovingly gago way with with his fellow castmates, I'd be satisfied. And even just seeing that opening credits scene, I'm already satisfied. Because <laughs> like, I it can't that. get any better than that. Just like watching the opening scene, you know what kind of ride you're in for. You're doing this this choreography with your deadpan face. And it, that just like opens it up and just satisfies me. But anything, literally anything that could happen, even if it's like a really stupid ending, I'm pretty sure that they're going to find a way to make it fun. I agree with all of your points. And I'm also going to add in that I, um, something that I'm hoping to see moving forward, um, because I love that James Gunn did not shy away from um, this being a DC superhero movie. He firmly put it in the DC universe. You have name drops from everybody from Batman to Kite Man to Matter Eater Lad, even <laughs> Batmite. I mean, the stupidest things. And because they're Bat not trying Might, to set up a future movie or a future storyline, they don't give a shit. They just throw out these references with all sorts of irreverence. And it, it, it works. So I want to see what kind of big, crazy DC twist they're going to pull off. I'm sure it's going to be bloody. It's going to be gory. And I'm sure it's going to be freaking hilarious. I just remembered this line about Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's like, Aquaman fucks fish. No, he doesn't fuck fish. It's okay. Fucks women, fucks men. I'm all for that. But he fucks fish. Oh man, that's a different level. (laughs) And like he got this from some rando on Twitter. (laughs) So you tell me this random Twitter user is lying to me? Why would he lie to me? God damn, I love that John Cena is such an idiot. What? Are you saying you're smarter than Google? (laughs) Or like, (laughs) why would Facebook just lie to us every day? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's just, been such an amazing ride that they're there. I don't know, it's just gonna be so hard to disappoint us at this point. Yeah, oh boy. Anyways, <sighs> I cannot wait for the finale. I'm hoping when this thing drop, drops on January 13th on HBO Go that we're gonna get the whole season in one shot because it's gonna be <sighs> hell if we have to wait eight weeks to see the ending of this. Oh my goodness! So it's definitely something you can, if ever, the drops will be weekly. It's just going to keep you hooked. It's like one of those shows that you're really going to want to watch week 
per week per week. Just it's just that damn good. So if if you can binge it, if they drop multiple episodes, then great. But it's definitely gonna be worth the weekly wait if ever it's like one off. It's gonna be torture waiting though. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, well as you dark know, you as could, the humor is, it's just a ray of sunshine. Yeah, you could you could just listen to the Spotify playlist James Gunn mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. put out Damn while you're waiting. It's such a good playlist. Oh my god. When you're driving when you're driving fast. <laughs> oh, road rage. Okay. And um I think that is an episode. Um, for anybody who needs a little background or a little reminder of Peacemaker, please check out our episode on the Suicide Squad. It's also on this Spotify channel. Please let us know in the comments what you think of the Peacemaker TV show. We are the Saboteurs. You can find us on social media. We are on Facebook. Subdesho Tours. We like movies. Join the group. We are also at Sub Sub underscore O Tours on Instagram. That's only lines I know. I'm never ever gonna look at Cheetos flaming hot the same way ever again. Or, you know, four foot tall Vietnamese boys. But anyways. Or my pinky toe. <laughs> oh my god, the pinky toe. Oh my god. <laughs> Watch the show, guys. Warner <gasps> Brothers TV, the we love you. Thank you so toe. much for giving us an exclusive first look at Peacemaker. Thank you. Thank you. We really want to see the finale already. So come on, help us out here. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Until then, we are your hosts, the Saboteurs. I am Misha. I'm Mai. I'm Anjo. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. This show is such a ride. 